Hello and welcome to another episode of the Villa Talks podcast, another episode of the Pre-Match Social. I'm back with the gang. We've got AJ, aka Statman, Statman John. Hello. We've got uh, Carl, aka Mr. 27-0, although I have a feeling that he's uh, going to be predicting something else this week. And special guest, we've got the big man himself, Mr. Dan Bardell. How are you, Dan? Good evening, yeah. Looking forward to talk, talking through my haunting memories of Manchester United again. Yes, yes, mate. Uh, yeah, we've just, well, we've, for, for the listeners out there, we've just, uh, we're pulling double duty, me and Dan. We've just done the Villa, Villa View pod and uh, we, we depressed ourselves talking about my United games of the past. So uh, we'll try, try and keep it more upbeat this time if we can. Not uh, if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> no, God. AJ actually sent me over some stats earlier on today and and, and it was very, very depressing reading. Um, so there's, we, we can try and we can try and uh, spin the stats, can we not, AJ, just to make it a bit more... I do my, I do my best, but I'm, I'm not a positive man by my nature, as, as you know, so <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'll try and put a good spin on it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good, mate. That'd be good. Before we get into uh, May night game... Uh, good to see, obviously, a, a fantastic performance against Everton, uh, a dominant display, um, and also us us uh, levelling up with them in the overall head-to-head, 82. Yes, yeah, yeah. And of course, the chance next week to go ahead 83-82 in the all-time record. So, uh, yeah, exciting exciting times in the in the Villa versus Everton uh, uh, ongoing head-to-head. Most played fixture in a football league history, don't you know? Um, they don't usually mention it, but just thought it might be worth mentioning it now. <laughs> cheers, mate. Cheers. At some point, that's got to change, though, hasn't it? That, it's, it's been that's been for too long. That's yeah. that, and we're in the championship for a bit. That's got to change at some yeah. point, surely. Hopefully not, because it means that we're uh... yeah, we got relegated again. Oh, well, they could go down. Yeah. They could yeah. go yeah. down. This doesn't have yeah. to, you know. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. they never have, but they, they could. It's be sad to get see them go down. As much as I don't like their fans. Not personally, just just like, just a like Goodison Park. All right, we did that last time. No, oh, no. Yes. All right, fine. All right, we'll skip that. We'll skip we've, that. We've, but, um, we've got, we can moan about Man U fans today. Yes, we can. <laughs> we we just actually uh, Dan and I were just talking about how good the Man United away fans are. Annoyingly, how how good they are uh, at Villa Park. Plus, how much they must love Villa Park as well. But we'll come on to that in a second. Um, but just wanted to touch on Meg's watch quickly, AJ, because we actually added to our tally, didn't we, uh, at the weekend? Yeah, and we got we got two, but I didn't spot them. So I was actually messaging the guys uh, because I was at my mum and dad's uh, in the in the garden, obviously all all legal and above board. Um, and we went to the little playground there, and I saw a little nine year old kid, Megs's brother, who I reckon was about eleven, and I was absolutely delighted for the for the little man. And and that was uh, after the game, and I was saying, well, we, we didn't have any Megs, but then when I look back at the stats, apparently we picked up two Megs. So uh, one each for for Bert and uh, Anwar El Ghazi. So if anyone spotted them, um, then uh, yeah, send send the clips my way because uh, I failed on a Meg's watch front because I was watching for them, but I didn't see them. But apparently we picked up two, which was great. There was one but against, wasn't there? AJ, yeah, that's, one that's, against. AJ, this say, is this is literally this is literally your job, mate. What I are know, you doing? I you do spot it. Well, well, we got them, so that's the main thing. But that takes our total for the year to 16. And of course, we're playing. Yeah, that's it. Worst in the league, or we were. I haven't checked where we are now, but uh, we're playing Rashford, uh, who on his own has got 20 megs this season. Uh, in the next game. He is the leader by a distance. So um, Lookman and Pereira now joint second on nine. So he is a, a genuine megs master, better, better than a 100% better than anyone else in the league. So. Even if we don't pull out any more Megs, we should uh, at least expect to see uh, some from from Rashford. I'm liking how this has become sort of semi-serious now. This uh, Megs watch, oh, I like <laughs> yeah. it. Can yeah. I can I just say if you've got someone whose job it is to watch out for nutmegs and you're I imagine you were watching the game quite thoroughly, so you're sat there watching it, looking out for them. If you if there's two Megs that have happened, they must have been like unbelievable great Megs, like it's really discreet. Yeah, like that's, yeah. A, that's a really good Meg if you've not mm-hmm. spotted them and you've got someone specifically watching. Yeah, either that or I just wasn't really concentrating. Uh, Could be. I didn't notice him either, which is, but I wasn't looking for him. Which, which is yeah. possible. So, But, of course, I mean, Bert's other bit of skill that was very noticeable, of course, was absolutely sensational and uh, very enjoyable um, piece of skill. Um, it's, always, it's always good when you leave a defender on their arse, isn't it? <laughs> AJ, if you were in charge of the summer window, would you be purposely looking for someone who's who's got a record of, of good Meg's numbers? 
No, but uh, if I was choosing between players uh, and there was a choice between someone with good megs or not good megs, uh, then you know I, I would favour the the megser for sure. And actually, as it goes, Pereira and Lookman are both very good megsers, and I'd be quite happy to sign either of those players in the in the summer. So um, I mean, get them both in. That's added eighteen megs to our to our tally, which is more than we've got so far this season. But we're so, saying no to Rashford, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd, t- I'd take him. I think it's probably a bit more unrealistic that we'd get him in, though, isn't it? I know, I know you probably don't want to spend Just... too long on the nutmeg front, but where'd you even go? You're mistaken. Where'd you go to get that? Is that Opta? Where'd you go to get I, those stats? I, I, I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know where uh, AJ well, gets the stats from. I don't want to give away my secrets, guys. Um, no, it's uh, I use a site called FB Ref, which is free to access, and their stats, like the Meg stats, come from. Um, Stats bomb, I think, is the source, and they oh, just yeah. sort of co- they just sort of collate them and uh, and share them there as well. So, um, so yeah, that's where most of the stats that, that we use on the pods uh, come from. Um, and yeah, it's open access, so anyone anyone can use it. It's good stuff, that is. Yeah, good work, good work, AJ. Um, Thanks. There's your, there's your there's your Megs watch, guys, up to date. Yeah, uh, early in the pod this time. Megs early watch. in the pod, yeah. We've we've gone early. We've gone early with that one. But I thought it was worthwhile saying because you know normally we've got nothing to talk about. So we have Dan. We have Megs watch every week, and and we haven't had a, have a Megs in about five games. So you can, <laughs> six, ima- you can ima- <laughs> yeah, six games. So you can imagine Shocking. the uh, conversations we have. Uh, Place to be actually... here for it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, wit- you're witnessing history, mate. Um, Carl, Carl actually made a point that um, you know, remember the uh, the the Fair Play League. Uh, I think yeah, it was Carl actually said it that, that we should get uh, should get European place if you if you top the Megs Megs League. Mm. I think that's a, it's a solid yeah, solid uh, proposition. Uh, but let's let's move on. Uh, nothing else really talk about the Everton game. We covered it in in um, in a lot of detail in the, in the sort of the, re- the review show. Let's move on to the Man United game. Uh, a difficult, difficult, difficult game. Not because it's Man United and they're in second, because it's Man United. Simple as that. We've got an awful, awful record against the. I'm going to depress. Well, I'm not going to depress you. AJ is going to depress you with some stats now, and then we're going to, we're going to, as usual, talk around those stats. So AJ, hit it, mate. Yeah, as usual, I'll kick off with the sort of their form, uh, and then a little bit about our head-to-head record, which is the truly depressing bit. Um, and then we'll have a little chat about that. So they actually, you'll probably remember, started the season off pretty badly by their standards. They lost three of their first six games, and of course, we were on a high then, having won uh, our first four games and looking at the league and seeing us, you know. Miles ahead of United in the league was very unusual, but of course it, it, it didn't last. Um, since they lost those three of their first six games, they've only lost once in the following 27 games. Uh, I, I, weirdly, that was against Sheffield United, so um, uh, uh, a bit of an odd one. Um, but yeah, and, and also, uh, obviously we're at home for this one. All four of those defeats um, that they've had this season have been at home, so they're actually unbeaten away uh, all, all season, which doesn't bode uh, particularly well. They've also won five out of their last um, their last six games. They did draw against uh, Leeds in their last Premier League game in a, in a sort of uh, unusual nil-nil uh, for Leeds. Um, and you'll remember from some of the previous games, we also look at the uh, sort of rolling average of their XG for and against on a, on a five-game rolling basis. And if you look at that, the most recent five-game period is also their biggest positive difference on uh, XG as well. So not only have they been very good uh, over the season, arguably looking at the the base stats their last five games have actually been their best their best five uh, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> of, the se- of the season uh, statistically um, as well one slight sort of silver lining I, I guess and the reason they're so far behind City at the, at the top is that they do draw a lot of games so they've drawn 10 games this season which only three teams um, uh, have drawn um, more but they do also score an awful lot of goals. Uh, they've scored 64 this season and, and only City um, have scored more goals uh, than that. Um, so, yeah, they've been a very good side all season um, uh, and arguably have been at their best in the last in the last few games. If we look at their head-to-head, um, that is uh, not good either. So we've played them 189 times in total uh, in all competitions. We've only won 49 of those games. And we've also only drawn 40. So they've actually beat us 100 times uh, out of 189. Uh, that all is so time. bad. We have not 
beaten them since uh, December 2009, the 1-0 at Old Trafford uh, when Gabby scored. Um, so uh, that is 17 games without a win in all competitions uh, against United. And we've only managed four draws in all of those 17 games uh, as well. The last time we beat them at home was way back in 1999. Uh, but even that one was a 3-0 win in the League Cup where they fielded a weakened side. Um Perhaps one uh, potentially good omen there was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer started in that in that game. Um, I remember being at that game, actually, and they had Bosnich in goal and we were singing number three to him because he was, of course, their third-choice goalkeeper at that time. But other um, other great uh, United legends in that in that side, like Clegg and Chadwick uh, and Jordi <laughs> Cruyff and people like that. So it, let's say it wasn't their, their full-strength team uh, when we won that. Uh, the, the previous, the, the most recent time we've beaten them at home in the league goes all the way back to 1995, and it was the famous 3-1 Hanson saying you'll never win anything with kids uh, on the opening day uh, game. So you've got to go all the way back to the opening day of 1995 for us um, to uh, have had a home win in the league against United. Uh, but it was a convincing win, 3-1. And uh, I suppose the positive spin on it, seeing as you asked me for one, is that we're due one. <laughs> you said that every year. But Dan, give me give me some positivity, mate. Can we win this weekend? I mean, I don't want to discredit the, the entire podcast and there's some great stats read out there, but it's, I almost feel like them being on all those, those good runs this season in all that good form, it's, that might be a good thing. Because it hasn't mattered what form they've been in over the years. They'd have come in to play us at Villa Park in, in rotten form at some point and, and they, they still beat us. Like a marker of how bad we've been against Man U is I remember I was in New York. I was watching us play Man U under Lambert and then I was sat next to a proper Man U fan like he was a season ticket holder. He was on holiday as well. We were turning up at half-time. And the guy didn't care. He wasn't He wasn't worried one bit <laughs> at, at half-time. I remember him saying... I, I've got a feeling we'll, we'll, we'll come back into it and, and, and we'll win this. I think they brought Hernandez on and he scored a hat-trick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what we do at Villa Park. There's been a, there's there's been a few of those, it. hasn't there? Yeah. There's obviously the, McC- the McCade McCade one. Up. There was one where Van Nistelrooy turned us mm. over when we were winning as well, I remember. Albert yeah. goal in the last minute. Oh, I've got a God. bit of positive spin. I forgot about that one. I've got a bit of positive spin. Go on. Go on um, the Man U fans won't be on the Villa Park pitch uh, as the, like they usually are in the last minute this time round, which is which is nice because um, that always used to frustrate me. They'd score yeah, a last that. minute winner and they'd all be on the pitch. I mean, actually, they might be on the pitch uh, on Sunday. You never know <laughs> yeah. uh, if they all turn up. But um, well, that, that, that's that's one way we could get three points potentially. So. Uh... Yeah, well, so it'd home, being home. abandoned and, and yeah, yeah, three yeah, because we, no. well, because because um, Liverpool could have taken the three points apparently, but they decided not to they because are. they, yeah, yeah, they, they so they're they within their rights to take the three points against them, um, but they didn't. Uh, the issue with us is we don't have any space for a game, so if they do take, if they, if that happens again, then we'll have to take the three points. It will be out of our hands because unless we play a game two games in two days or two games in three days, and it's not gonna, it's not is, gonna happen. Is, is anyone got a menu menu top? Dan, you know Tails. Can you, uh, can you get him to, to get, get it sorted, mate? You'll be the game, won't you, surely? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask him. I mean, you won't get a Man U shirt off him. That guy doesn't even know where his, his own Villa shirt is. So he doesn't even know where his 1996 League Cup final medal is. He doesn't know where he is. Unbelievable. Seriously? You think it would be a private place in his house? He actually doesn't know where he is. Oh, my God. That's like me. I misplaced my Blue Peter badge. <laughs> that's a disaster that's the same very sim- very similar actually very very similar Dan how, what did you how, get if you... what did you get hang on no 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 no. hang on what did you get a blue pink <laughs> badge for so I was in a uh, back when I lived in Birmingham uh, until I moved away from when I was eight years old I, I was I went to Tyndall school and they had a a band who was called the junk band so we made instruments out of basically pipes and crap like that like just recycled stuff and uh, we were we, we we won a national competition, and Roy Roy Wood presented us with the prize. Um, oh wow! And then and then we were on numerous TV shows. We were on Bitzer. Do you remember Bitzer? No, uh, no. you don't remember Bitzer. Oh god! They, they, no. They'd uh, they'd make like art and stuff out of random crap, basically. So we were on that. We were on Saturday Morning Disney, and we were on Blue Peter. Wow! And and, uh, and the news as well. Oh, I thought it was going to be something shitter than that. I wish you hadn't have asked him. Nah, yeah. Oh well, well, okay. This 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 is better. Uh, guess what instrument I played? 
Um, what, and, and do you want an, How what, can we what it was made out of or what it was just, meant just, to be? Just, what's it meant to be? Because they were oh. all actual instruments. So It'll be a drum. No, it was a xylophone. What was it made out of? Well, yeah, was well, it Derelay? Derelay Triangle? <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was like pipes, like small pipes. Uh, so I used to play like, oh, when the Saints go marching in and things like that. Those kinds of songs. Uh, it wasn't like, we weren't playing like rock music or anything like that. So we were kids. We were oh, seven, well, six, seven know. years old. I, I didn't ever get a Blue Peter badge. But, no, um, but, right. I, don't, but I don't know where it is. We moved from Birmingham and I lost it. And, and I also lost my, I also broke my violin, which, uh, which was a sad day for me. Because I could play hot. I've got, I could one, play hot. I've got one in the loft, mate. If you yeah, okay. well, I can do hot cross buns. That's the only thing I could do. So uh... okay. Well, anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> football. <laughs> I, I, I say I'll edit it out, but we never edit this stuff out, no. do we? So we'll leave it at that. I but Dan, if you if you were Dean Smith, how would you approach this game, and how would you go about trying to win this game? I've I've got a little bit of hope because I said I said to you before I think. And you haven't really got anything to play for in the in the league now. I think they're going to finish second, whatever happens now. So you never know. They might they might rotate a little bit. Their priority might might. I mean, I don't even know when the Europa League final is. To be fair, I imagine it's a few weeks away. But you know what I mean. That players sometimes when they have got a cup final c- coming up, that they they focus on that. They want to be fit and making sure they play for that. So they're not playing at their their optimum level. So there's a bit of hope in in that regard. I know that sounds stupid, but I think I I know what I mean in my head. I just think more of the same, really. It felt like the, the handbrake was off a, a little bit. I, I don't think the handbrake's particularly been on. But Everton, everything came together. Everyone seemed to rise again to form at exactly the same time. So we're actually going into the game with a little bit of momentum now. If you think about the late goal against West Brom and then a late win against Everton, you know, confidence is, is going to be quite high now. And Man you have been travelling travelling in, in the week as well. So I think we go there and... We, we just have a go. I don't think sitting back will, will do anything for us. I think we tried to do that last season towards the end of the season and then Fernandez tried on Conte's foot and that they obviously get a penalty for that and, you know, we didn't know what to do from that point. But I actually do think there's a chance. I've I've teased myself into thinking there's a chance on Sunday. I like it, mate. A bit of positivity. Carl, I know you're going to predict your usual scoreline, but would you would you look to change anything from the game considering we won? Uh, we looked to change change the formation at all. We played a sort of a, almost like a six and eight and a ten in midfield, which seemed to work well. But obviously, Man United are a completely different beast. Um, how, how would you how would you set up? I'd set up the same. I'd set up the same. I don't I don't think we're going to be able to change enough that's going to be the difference between us beating them or not. We just need everyone to play to their um, full ability um, and put in a performance like the one at, at Everton. Um, you know, Manu have got a game on Tuesday and Thursday next week as well. So mm. I don't know what sort of team we're going to see. I mean, but I genuinely, West Brom, I wasn't confident we'd get anything. Um, we, you know, we snatched a draw. Everton, I was confident we'd um, beat them. And I'm pretty confident we're going to beat United on Sunday. Um, genuinely, yeah. Um, and this isn't. This isn't in the old 27-0. Uh, um, I'm not going down that avenue just yet. But um, I genuinely think we're going to beat them. Um, and I know, you know, there's a very good chance I'll be I'll be crying at uh, four o'clock on Sunday. But um, I don't know. That's, just, that's, I, that's, re- that's regardless of football though, isn't it, mate? Well, oh, yeah. That's just my, that's my usual crying uh, time of the week. Um, but um, I, I do think that, you know, Jack's not going to play. Um um, although it was nice of Prince William to uh, finally tell us how long he's out for and how, when he's going to be back, if only we'd have got him in um, early on. Um, but doesn't look like he's going to be back. So same team. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on Prince William in a second and his Claren Blue get up, uh, but and, and talk about Bodwell Heath as well. AJ, your 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 thoughts on the game, but but more importantly, I think uh, where, where do you think the, the key battles will be in that? in that game and, and, and what will make the difference between winning or losing or drawing that game? Well, I think, if you, as you've mentioned, it's kind of hard to know what team they're going to play. And that's a little bit that been the case with United all season. But one thing that has been very consistent is they've pretty much set up with a 4-2-3-1 in every game all, all season. But, you know, sometimes they'll have Fred and McTominay as the, the two holders tonight. Pogba played in that role. Pogba's played as one of the sort of three, either on the right or the left on different occasions. Obviously, rotate through Rashford and, and Greenwood um, uh, in those wide areas as as well. Van der Beek started tonight, uh, you know, who hasn't 
really, I think one of the challenges for Van der Beek is Ben, he doesn't really fit anywhere in that 4-2-3-1 system. He probably fits best in the sort of middle of the three, but he's not going to get ahead of Fernandez in that in that role. So I think that's been a, a, a challenge for him. So I think we know how they're going to set up. I think what we don't know is what the first 11 is, is going to be. Uh, but I think it makes sense for us to, to match that. Again, it's a system we've uh, played most of the season. And I think as you touched on, Omar, and as you guys talked about in the review pod as well, I think that kind of 6-8-10 system, and we've mentioned this before on this pod as well, is the best shape for us. But the problem for most of the season with that has been, or large parts of the season at least, is that, that Barkley just hasn't been performing in that in that 10 role. But now that he looks like he's coming into a, a little bit of form, um, I think uh, the... Um, playing that that system is going to be more effective for us um that they keep the ball short mostly as you'd expect you know uh only um liverpool city chelsea and leeds pass the ball short more often than they do but i think another thing we have to be aware of um is that they're ball carriers as a side uh so i think there's only three or four teams that, that dribble the ball more than they do and you obviously we've uh, we have a little joke about the old Megs watch, but there's a reason why Rashford's got 20 Megs, and that's that he's he's great. Uh, he's great on the ball. Fernandez is is great on the ball um, as well. So uh, that that's something we need to be a little bit um, aware of um, because you know if you beat players in our midfield and you expose our back four, they're actually not that the centre-halves are actually not that used to that because we're so good usually at forcing teams out wide and, and having the mm. tacklers be the be the full-backs. Um, so, you know, if they, if they do get through uh, McGinn and Louise and expose the, the two centre-halves uh, by running at us, then that is potentially um, a problem, I think. Yeah, no, it is. And uh, I'm, I'm going to do your job for you, AJ, and uh, read out some key stats of our defenders and how good they've been. This season, um, so Villa posted out a um, a tweet just a few hours ago uh, and talking about how good our defence is. Uh, the stat leaders this season, most interceptions, Matty Cash with 59, most shots blocked, Esri Konzo, 39, most clearances, Tyrone Mings, 154, and most tackles won, Matty Target, 74. Matty Target there is one that stands out for me, uh, an area of his game that was we talked a little bit about Matty Target, obviously, because he signed a new contract last pod, but I'll get your thoughts done as well. Matty Target, a, a player last year who was seen as defensively very weak, uh, and a player that was sort of shirking a little bit defensively and, and was much better going forward. This season, how impressed have you been with him defensively? And how important is are our fullbacks uh, and our defence on, on Sunday against Man United? Yeah, I think it's been touched on there. We, we like to force teams out wide, and we, we like to keep it narrow and get get the four defenders in the box and in the in the main. I think defensively that that really works for us. I think Matt Target's definitely been our our most improved player. I think he's night and day away from from where he was last season. He was someone like you say who coming forward, you knew he could do the business. But defensively, I never felt like he loved defending. Now I watch him, I actually think. He enjoys defending. He, he likes putting a tackle in. You know, he, he looks bulkier as well. He looks like his physique's mm. improved a lot over the last twelve months. I think he must have done some work with the conditioning coach at, at Villa, Ollie Stevenson. I just, I just think he's had an incredible season. And there's so many players that you could label as Player of the Year for us. He would definitely take most improved, and I think he'd probably be in the top three overall. So he'd have been nowhere near that last season. I, I mean, to be fair, I don't think we even had a top three best players last season. But do you know what I mean? He's He's, yeah. he's up there now as one of our most important players. And it'll be interesting to see what we do in the summer because Neil Taylor will probably move on. So there, w- there will be a left-back that needs needs to be bought. I don't think it's like the right-back situation where Elmo will move on. And I think Kessler will come through as, as the backup right-back. We are going to have to buy a left-back. And whoever we buy is going to have to be very, very good to displace him. Mm, yeah, it's a good point. It's definitely an area. I mean, if Matt Target got injured... I can't believe I'm saying this. This time last season, I wouldn't have been saying this. If Matt Target got injured, we'd be, we'd be struggling big time. It'd make a massive mm. impact on our He went our down defense, against Everton and I, 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 I started yeah. to lose faith in our whole game plan. And that just shows how important he is same. to us. I was the same, Although completely. To, I, I would say, to be fair, I, I wouldn't want him having a long run in the side necessarily. But recently, when Neil Taylor has had to come in, he's never let us down. No, no. I think it was, you know, it was a worry for a long time. But the last few times he's had to play, I think he's actually done a... 
a decent job. I did because we talked about it last game, and I, I normally pick out some key players. Obviously, Luke Shaw has been exceptional for yeah. um, for uh, United this this season, and you know we had a bit of a debate in the last game about. Uh, target and England and how far away was he and one of the things that I said was you know I think Shaw and probably Chilwell which if you saw his performance in the Champions League the other night uh, Chilwell was excellent as well um, but, but co- comparing Shaw and, and Target and obviously it's a bit tricky because they're playing for very different teams at quite different uh, positions in the in the league uh, that have different approaches to defending uh, as well but I think Target has been excellent but Luke Shaw this season, from the point of view of uh, you know who we've got to look out for on the weekend if he plays, uh, and also who we might like to see in the Euros uh, ahead uh, this season in the summer has, has been even um, yeah has been even better. Uh, you know he creates a lot of chances, um, uh, and you know so he creates almost four shots uh, per game for the team and zero point four. Um, goal creating uh, um, chances as well, uh, which is about double what Target is able to do. Now, I think we have asked Matt Target to push on a bit less this year and concentrate more on his defending. Um, uh, but nonetheless, uh, that was one thing I called out that you know Luke Shaw was, was much more creative, and, and the stats stats bear that out. Um, uh, five assists for Luke Shaw this season as well, and, and Matt Target's only managed one. Um, Boldly on the pods a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember whether it was Chadsey or, or Jugsey. I think it was maybe Chadsey said that Target was maybe could be playing in midfield like he's uh, the new Philip Lahm uh, or something. <laughs> because his passing was so good, and it is quite good. His pass completion rate is about seventy-seven percent, uh, but Luke Shaw's is better at eighty-two. Now, one thing to bear in mind is Target is asked to go long a lot more uh, because of the way we play, and actually his progressive passing distance is much higher than, than Luke Shaw's because he's, you know, often playing it in the channel for Grealish when he's playing or, or Watkins or, or um, whoever. So very good. I mean, one of the things that, uh, that, that, that Villa called out was that number of blocks and tackles, and he's way ahead on that, 122 tackles and interceptions combined uh, versus 79 for Shaw in the season. And also clearances. He's made 108 clearances this year versus only 53 for, for Shaw. But of course... He is asked to defend more. And interestingly, on tackles, yeah, he's got more successful tackles, as the Villa page called out, but actually Shaw's success rate is over 70%, whereas Target's is only 56 So, look, Target has been excellent this season, and I'm not questioning that, and he's been brilliant for us, and agree with Dan totally. Like uh, The improvement versus last season has been absolutely exceptional. But when you look at it at that kind of next level of those truly elite left backs pushing, knocking on the door for England, you know, playing in in Champions League semi finals like Chilwell did the other the other day, you compare some of those stats with with Luke Shaw, and he is a little bit uh, ahead, even allowing for the fact that he's got that advantage of of playing for a much stronger side with with better players uh, around him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been fantastic target, hasn't he? But you're right, there is a there is a, a big difference between the levels that Luke Shaw's been playing at and and the levels target's been playing at. But he's definitely improved. As Dan said, he's physically looks much better, stronger. He looks quicker as well to me. Um, and so he must be doing some work. Maybe he's learning from Jack a little bit because I do think phys- physically, uh, physicality wise, he was weak last year, and he's, he's definitely pushed on since since then. Um, Dan, just before we go on to predictions and then memories. If you were to pick one player that's the key to us getting a result against Man United on Sunday, who would it be? Probably Barkley. To be, I think if if he plays well again, I think the position he plays, it, I felt like it made everyone else a little bit better as well. He get he gets close to Watkins. I think sometimes we, when we play a four three three, which we have done on occasions in this stodgy run that we've had, I think anyone's got close enough to Watkins, but I think Barkley, he he did that on Saturday against Everton. So I'd I'd probably say him because there's been an upturn in performances and it's it's coincided with him coming back into the team, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It was it was great to see him it started at West Brom, isn't it? He was uh, he was much better going forward and then Everton was a much more complete performance. We touched on it on the pod in terms of his stats, but the amount of ground he covered was brilliant. Anything above 10, 10 and a half K in a game, I think is is to be applauded, and he did eleven point four k, which is, you know, yeah, it's not always a indicator of a performance or anything like that, but it shows a level of 
willingness, which which I think is important. Let's uh, let's move on to uh, predictions before we go into memories. Then, AJ, you first, mate. What's your what's your prediction? I reckon we might we might nick a draw. I'm going to go one one, but I I can't see us winning. I never can against United. Yeah. So yeah, one one. Dan, I was going to go the same. One one. We'll score first though. Who's scoring? Uh, probably Watkins again. And last but not least, Carl. Um, I'm gonna give you a drum roll. Twenty-seven-one. What? Whoa! What? what? Yeah. Careful. Um, well, I mean, the, the record VAR is gonna give them a dodgy pen at some stage, aren't they? Yeah, Fernandez penalty. Yeah, Fernandez penalty. But Fernandez will also score an own goal. Um, and do you want me to go through the rest of the scores? Yes, please. Yes, yes, please. Uh, Watkins will score nineteen. Uh, Traore hat trick. Barkley will score one. Uh, Algarzi will score two, and um, a Luke Shaw own goal. Oh, two own no. goals. Just because I've talked him up. Yeah. <laughs> and you won't have ever not scored at Villa Park in the Premier League. No, that never. they've scored every time they've play, played there in the Premier League. So <laughs> they'll score. Yeah, oh yeah, and it'll be a penalty. Fernandez, by the way, has only scored uh, one goal in eight games in the league. Oh, so he did score, oh good. No, you... He did score two against Roma the other night um, and he got an assist tonight. But yeah, one goal and one assist in his last eight games. In Hat-trick so. incoming then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's shit, mate. Yeah. First. Fernandez. Fernandez, mate. He's lost mate. it. He's gone. Fernandez, mate. He's gone. He's such a good player, though. He is such a good player. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's insanely good. He's so good. Um, has it not been a nil-nil? Man United Villa? Villa Park? I don't think so. Really? I can't remember. I remember one at Old Trafford, but I don't. I don't remember one at, at Villa Park. I could be completely wrong, but I don't remember one. I can't imagine one's going to be coming up in the memories anyway that we're no. going to discuss now. <laughs> no. but to be fair, it was, a nil-nil was probably one of the more positive memories. Oh, a big, yeah. big great memory. <laughs> oh, what a game! Oh, what a game! One one shot on target each. Brilliant game. Great game. Um, right, memories. Who wants to go? Who wants to Hang go? on. Twenty twenty second of November two thousand and eight. We drew uh, nil-nil. Did did we? Oh, what yeah. a day. How did I forget that? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, Friedling, Friedling, Friedling goal. Yeah. So, Ronaldo played as well. And we still managed to... Oh, uh, you know what? I do remember that game. Oof, Ronaldo, Ronaldo that. Rooney and Tevez. And we still managed to... Uh, Who was our defence? Keep a clean sheet. Young Davis, Larson. Uh, looks like Barry might have played left back looking at your team. Wow. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. Or oh, didn't it? No, wasn't it? No, Rio, Rio Koga played right back, I'm sure, that game. He is in the side. Yeah, Rio, so. yeah, Luke, 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 no, Luke, 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 I guarantee you would have played Luke Young left back. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember that because Rio, Rio Koga was marking Ronaldo and he was. Oh, yeah. And he, Rio Koga was brilliant against Ronaldo that day. Ronaldo, Ronaldo was brilliant as well. I remember a save where Ronaldo cut in and he hit it and then Friedel tipped it over the bar in the corner. I remember that. Um, but yeah, I did. Forgot, forgot about the no no. I think this was that. Was that the season when we got the mythical 15 clean sheets that they keep mentioning? Oh, it might um, have been, yeah. Yeah, it was. Was that yeah, one was. of the 15? Yeah, it would have been. 2008. It would have been. Yeah. yeah. So, there you go. There you go, guys. Memories, nil-nil. That's <laughs> 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 how bad it is. Now, let's talk about let's talk about the 94 final. Come on, let's talk about that Yeah, first. I was there. Yeah, I was there. Uh, I know we're talking about, we tend to be, we're supposed to be talking about home games. I wasn't there. I was sitting at home watching ITV with my dad and my brother, but it was the... The that the Tramier game is the first. Well, that run really is the first kind of games I remember properly. I, I remember bits of the season before when we finished. I think we finished second the season before, but I remember my, but vivid memories of that game. But that final, what? I, and obviously, Dave Nackerson obviously been in the news recently um, with what was it's horrific. Really, if you read it, uh, it's, it's a really horrible read. But you know, he's my he's my first ever hero, Dave Nackerson. I absolutely loved him. I still do to this day. He, that first goal we scored on that day, we were so good that game, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Excellent, amazing. I mean, I was very fortunate to be there because uh, I didn't go a lot in those in those days because neither of my parents were, were Villa fans. But my cousin, uh, who doesn't really like football at all, with it being the Coca Cola Cup, won two tickets to the final what? off a can of Coca Cola and sold this pair of tickets to no my dad for twenty ever quid. Won one of those things. So I was sat right by the steps, like brilliant seats, uh, which my dad bought for 20 quid, which was quite a lot of money for my cousin at the, at the time. But actually for those seats, even then, was I thought you won them. steal. How did you buy it? What do you mean? Um, you hey, them. won them. Uh, no, my right. cousin won them. So it wasn't me. My cousin won it. And my my dad bought oh. it off my, bought it give, off my cousin for 20 quid. Didn't give away in free. So, yeah. 
cheapskate. Would well, you want to know what yeah. I had to do? I don't. Do you want to is, know it, is it I, safe I, for the pod? I, so, I think. Yeah. It's <laughs> <fine>. Yes. <laughs> well, I said that you're thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. I um. <laughs> yeah. The um. So. Uh, for some reason, I don't think I had a season ticket that that year. But you could there was there was tokens that you used to have to like you, you used to have yeah, to have the yeah. vouchers. Off the back of the program. Yeah, the program that was it. So I had although no, I was a season ticket holder, but my brother wasn't. So I got sort of tokens from my brother. But I, we both had to queue up, and we both camped overnight. I say we both camped overnight. I was thirteen. I was camping with my brother who was eighteen. He left me there overnight and went to a nightclub, and then just come back to me in the morning. I was thirteen. He left me there. So that's what I had to do, AJ. You got your little freebie. Yeah, great seats as well, mate. Great seats. So I could virtually t- touch the cup on its way down the steps. I was that close. Did you touch it? No, my dad wouldn't allow that sort of thing. <laughs> I knew we were going to win that game as soon as I saw Les, Lee- Les Seeley was starting. Yeah. He, yeah. Played for, he played for Villa as well, didn't he? Les Seeley. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember. I was at a game against Nottingham, Nottingham Forest. Not to derail the conversation, but... Oh, that game against Nottingham Forest when they beat us, I think 2 0. Stuart Pierce called a penalty. Les Sealy was in goal and went through his legs. He was, t- he was a terrible keeper. Well, on um, the way back from the League Cup final, um, we were um, obviously celebrating. We went on a coach and we were coming back on the coach. And obviously, there was a coach full of Man U fans heading south. Uh, no, heading heading north. Of course, there were because it was Wembley. Ignore that bit. Uh, I, was trying, I was trying to slag off Man U fans by saying they weren't, didn't live in Manchester, then realised. But, you, but you were, yeah, yeah, the just, geography didn't work. It didn't. It didn't. I, for some reason, I thought it was at Old Trafford, but it didn't. But anyway, we were driving up the motorway and um, just a glorious moment of us giving wanker signs out at this uh, Man U fan and they all just slowly closed the curtains. Which was, <laughs> what which a comeback. Nice. I, never, I never went. <laughs> You can edit that bit out. No, I'm not the geography one. Yeah, I never went. To nah, my dad's teaching not. So we, he had a season ticket at that point, and then it was the next oh. season I got my first season ticket. I've told this story on loads of podcasts before because I think it's shocking parenting. So he went with his mates, and then I thought I was getting a ticket. I thought I was going, and he didn't get me a ticket. And I asked him why he didn't get me a ticket, and he said I couldn't go because it was my mum's birthday. So I remember him being at Wembley on my mum's birthday and me having to watch it on, on telly with like his mum and dad were at this party for my mum's birthday. The whole family was there and he wasn't there. He was at Wembley, but I wasn't allowed to go because it was my mum's birthday. What, what a legend. Uh, <laughs> at, at singing villain, if you want to follow him on Twitter. No, don't way. follow him because he no, sounds no. like a legend. <laughs> I think that's good. Do I you? think that's good parents. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget the day of that cup did, did final. Really, never, did you really do that? Oh, I, swear, I, I swear on my life, I was not allowed to go because it's my mum's birthday. I can't believe as well, Omar, we've just you've just come off uh, a conversation that the two of you have been having about online abuse and then straight off the bat, you've doxxed Dan's dad on the, on the podcast. <laughs> he's praising him. He's praising him. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying follow him. <laughs> he, won't, he won't get it if I'm people probably, reply I'm to him. What, he legend. doesn't get it. You couldn't, you couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. He did. He, did, he, did uh, he said, good, he said um, we were having a conversation, Dan and I, on, on Twitter about, I don't know what it was. And uh, I, I, was, I said something, to, your dad, you tag your dad in. And your dad doesn't even follow me. He can't see my tweets. And he was like, hope you're well, Omar. He doesn't understand reply. it. You have no idea what me and Dan have been talking about. <laughs> All right, let's, let's push on then. Uh, that's enough for memories. The, um, uh, I've got a quick memory, if you don't mind, Omar. I don't normally have any memories, Dan, by the way. So it's, okay. uh, it's quite novel for me to have, to have had two here. Uh, I think because we beat them so infrequently, you can actually remember the ones where where we did. But the last time we beat them in 2009, which was at Old Trafford rather than at Villa Park, I was best man at um, my mate's wedding, actually mine and Carl's mutual friend, Gary, uh, who's a United fan. So he'd made me wear like a red and black tie and all of that. He had given me some Villa cufflinks, to be fair to him, which was a little sneaky nod to the the right team. But... On that day, we were playing United at Old Trafford and we won 1-0 with uh, Gabby's goal. So uh, that was like perfect timing for me. I was able to sneak in, you know, we were, it, the game was still on when I was doing the speech, but we, was, we were winning at that point. Uh, so yeah, ideal timing really for me, that that win. So um, I could, I, we could do with another one, obviously, but uh, given they come along uh, once, in a, once in a blue moon... That was uh, perfect for for winding up a United fan. Uh, AJ, remind me which part where about in Manchester Gary lives. He, to be fair, he's, no, don't be da- don't be fair. Tell us where he lives. Yeah, where his does, dad is. Where dad does he is live? A Mancunian. 
he, 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 I'm not going to dox him on the. On the no. like, we've had the enough of that. So far. The general area. <laughs> he lives. He lives in Hales Owen. He might listen Thank to this because it's a United preview. He lives in Hales Owen, but his dad is a United fan from Manchester. In fact, both his parents are from Manchester. And he he does go, uh, not so much now he's got kids, but he did used to go regularly. He went to when they won in 99 and all that sort of stuff. So he is a genuine uh, supporter as much as much as I'd like to enjoy, as much as I, as I would like to join in piling onto him, uh, you know. I did enough of that uh, on his wedding day, so we, we won't do it now. Um, so, so moving on, uh, other bit of Villa news this week. Uh, you would have seen a few days ago, well, yesterday maybe, um, the new training facility. Well, still Bodymore Heath, but but obviously upgraded. Uh, looks looks amazing. If you've seen the video, seen the pictures. Prince William was there in his claret blue getup, looking sharp as ever, uh, opening it, and uh, a few of the players were there. Poor Trez was there with his with his crutch as well. Uh, but it looks amazing. What, did you guys see it, AJ? Did you see it? Did you make, what did you make of it? Yeah, uh, I mean, I heard uh, Prince William actually bowed when he met Jack Grealish, rather than the other way, rather than the other way around. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> it looks great. That, that joke was better the second time around. So, so for anyone listening, <laughs> oh, like, we, yeah, we, he, he made that joke already, and we have to, we have to, <laughs> we have to forcibly laugh again because <laughs> the first time the edit it messed wankers. up. <laughs> Absolutely wankers. It was fine the first time. It wasn't my fault. It's a good joke. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I heard uh, that uh, Prince William actually bowed when uh, he met Jack Grealish <laughs> on the other way around. Um, great joke. That was great. Go for. But yeah, I also noticed it looked to me on the pictures like Trez had his crutch on his wrong arm for like uh, leg, with, wrong leg for which leg he had damaged. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that was a bit odd. But anyway, I mean, it does look sensational. I mean, I'd, uh, the only thing I've got to compare it to uh, really is um, I did a tour at uh, St. George's Park, the FA uh, training centre, which is obviously um, a few years uh, old uh, now. And I've got to say the Bodymore Heath stuff looked either as good or, or better. And I think one thing, like we're quite fortunate in a way that um, – HS2 ended up uh, cutting through the the original training ground and we got a big chunk of money out of the compulsory purchase that helps us to do that uh, without it adding a, a huge expense uh, onto the finances, which as we discussed last time, uh, we're close to a £100 million loss anyway. So we don't want to be spending any more. I know there's different rules on infrastructure payments and stuff for uh, financial fair play, but still, yeah, I mean, it looks great and you've got to have those facilities now to attract the best the best players because um you know uh, all all the clubs uh, in and around us have got facilities of a of a similar level or are redeveloping them or you know you look at someone like Everton who've got the the new stadium on the agenda I know it's a few years away but yeah you've just got to keep doing that because otherwise you're not going to you're not going to attract uh, the big players so I think it's a it's a great thing uh, it, it looks good to me Dan, another sign of our owners' ambitions and investment in this club. Uh, I think that you know, AJ mentioned St George's Park. I think Leicester City opened their training ground recently and looks very much up to the same kind of standard. How important do you think that that kind of thing is? How important is the part do you think it plays for bringing new players in and, and sort of attracting players in as well? And, and also, what does it say about the owners and the way they're going about things? Yeah, it's massive. I mean, I know that when the owners first came in and they first saw Bodymore, I actually don't think they were overly impressed by what they saw. I mean, it's been a few years since I've been there, but it, it was starting to get a little bit tired, a little bit dated. So it, it needed improving, but but the level of improvement and, and what they've done around there look, looks absolutely spectacular. And it, it looks now like that's going to be one of the best performance centres in the country if not the best, and that's just what the owners are, are doing. They're investing not, not only in, in the playing side of things, but in the infrastructure at the club as well. You know, everything they're doing at the moment, I know that it's future-proof, so that in 10 years' time, it's still going to be top spec. They've done loads of stuff behind the scenes. I think if you went there now, you, you wouldn't recognise it compared to, to what it was before, and I just think we are so, so fortunate to have these owners and that they're doing what they're doing because at the moment in the current climate it isn't something that all football club owners are going to be able to do I was just going to say I think the other thing that I really liked about it and that they made a point of calling out in all of the launch materials is that it's not just a centre for the first team but 
every one of our mm. levels are going to be playing there. The women's team are going to be training there as well. It's available to all of those guys. And, and then when you also look at the plans for the, the city centre, uh, youth development centre as, as well, near the ground, you know, as Dan says, it, it does just show uh, that the, the, the owners are doing things in the, in the right way. Uh, and, you know, it looks similar to some of the stuff that Man City have done around their ground and with their development centre and, and and so on. And, you know, that's that's the level that we want to be at. Then you've got to have the facilities as well as the playing staff to do it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Carlo could have been very different. We could be here, uh, could be looking forward to the opening of uh, the Aston Villa theme park if uh, if Tony Zier had still been here. So uh, it's a big, big difference in terms of the professionalism and the way that the owners are going about things, aren't they? Yeah, I still I still have dreams about what that would look like. I think it I think it could be amazing. Um just just trying to think of what sort of rides we could have could have had there. Uh no. <laughs> kind of mean. No, um yeah, I mean I mean yeah, I mean this Come on, there's gotta be yeah, there's, there's gotta be there's gotta be one you could think of. Um no I, I don't have you know that one. You know that one that like uh, it shoots you straight up and then the, the drops you right down. You could yeah. have one of those that's themed about like, around John Carew being very tall. You could maybe you could maybe shoehorn that in there somewhere. Yeah. I was just I was just trying to work a John Carew a ride around Carousel, the Carew cell. I was trying to work. Yeah, some, some yeah. Around far, far too clever. What? Yeah, I'd just go for the Stan Staunton rocket. That's what I'd go for. You like yeah. that? Simple, simple. Oh, there's yeah. got to be a hat. The, the hits hammer, uh, the hits the hammer. Test of strength, yeah. Yeah, hits hammer, yeah. good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Something about, you know, when you, you you throw, you have to throw things and knock things over, but obviously our throwings are shit, so you'd get rewarded for just throwing it sort of miles uh, off target, maybe. AJ, you did have some stats on throwings, yeah. didn't you? We forgot to cover that. We'll do it next time. We'll do it next time. Oh, oh just that uh, the, the Matt Target has taken more throw-ins this season than any other player in the league. Wow. What is doesn't say, it doesn't tell you anything about how good they are. Just that he's, he's got the most. Uh, uh, well, you, that is a I'm fascinating surprised. way to end the pod. I'm surprised. Uh, the, I'm surprised the Villa uh, Facebook didn't list that one on their list of uh, all our defenders' achievements. <laughs> it's, it's uh, as, as most of you know, Carl absolutely hates our throw-ins and tried to get it into Room One Hundred and One last time. Uh, we did one. Oh, we did. We did say earlier in the season that they'd improve for a bit. I think when we were playing better, I think the throw-ins got a bit. A bit better, but they have gone off the ball again yeah, recently. There, I don't know. I'll give um, it up. I, I think a big, it's a big, uh, it's another thing where we really miss Jack because his movement and his ability to, however bad the throw in is to him, to still play it back perfectly to the player's feet, feet who's thrown it into him. Um, I think that makes a massive difference that we haven't we haven't got that. And so again, it's another another aspect of. The absence of Jack making us look much worse. Yeah, I'm. I'm, st- I'm just still trying to think of theme park rides. I am as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, exactly I, I'm, I'm exactly the same. That's what I was thinking about. Just <laughs> uh, for the anyway, stat, though, AJ. No, I, <laughs> maybe, right. maybe we no can worries. revisit the uh, Villa theme park next. Yeah. All right. Time. All right. Okay. We'll I've, do got, I've got a premise for a ride. Can I just? I've got a premise for a ride. Have you ever tried to get the train home from Villa Park? Oh God. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. have this, this. You have like this big runaway train roller coaster, and you make everyone queue and get get there. And then just as they get there, there's not enough room for everyone to get yeah. on. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah that, that, that could be incorporated. That's good. I like that. I like that. You could have um, one of those one of those shooting games where you got to shoot something, uh, and to win the star prize, you've got to shoot something that's like the size of Jack shin pads. So it's like a really small oh, target. Yeah. 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 This is God. I'd, I'd like to come back for this episode when you do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, listeners, we'd like to hear from you as well. I'd like to hear your ideas. For I'm sure there's obvious ones that we've completely missed out. Some, yeah, I, I just, I'm, late, thinking, I'm thinking of something to do with Dion Dublin. I'm not, there's something there. I'm not sure. Dion Dublin, bubbling, something. I don't know. Oh, not a, not a savage game. Oh, not yes. a savage oh, game. Yeah. Yes. 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 Good, good, good. Yeah. 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 Like, it's like one of those test of strength things where you have to punch. You know those punch things where you have to test the power of your punch? Yeah. It's like yeah. that, but you've got to test the power of your headbutt by headbutting. A oh, what? Wait a minute. Big, Steve, Bruce, uh, Steve Bruce and Cabbages. How have we missed that? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. How have we missed that? How have we missed that? I was thinking of daffodils, yeah. a game with daffodils, but cabbage is obviously the better one. Right. Then we could go on forever. I feel like we're more in a fun fair. I feel like we're more in a fun fair yeah. territory. Yeah, it's not, it's a, not classic. It's yeah, not classic. Tony Jar yeah. wasn't going to have a classy theme park, was he? It was going to be It was going to well, be a Wilkinson and Sons. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, fun he's, fair. he would have been competing against Drayton Manor, so, you know. 
He'd, uh... It's more that one that comes and sets up on Swanshurst Park than uh, than out on <laughs> yeah. town or something, isn't it? Have we ever had a player that rhymes with Doc? Because I can't get Hooker Duck uh, out of my head. No, can't, <laughs> no, think, I of can't one. think of one. I'm still trying to think of rides. Uh, there's just so many. I've thought I've, I've just created a, a refereeing theme park in my head called Peter Walton Towers. Yeah, there's, right. there's, 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 there's all sorts going on. I've got all yeah. sorts of thoughts going through in my head. Let's should we call it then. I think it could go on forever. Oh yes, I think we should. <laughs> I think yeah. Right, boys. We probably should have called it ten minutes ago. To be honest. <laughs> no. Right, boys. This is going to be a really interesting one to edit. Uh, we've had to re- mm. we've had to do these in three separate recordings. Um, but um, and we've gone off tangent about a million times. But as always, very fun. Don't edit out the theme. Park. I won't edit out the theme park. I won't edit out the theme park. I'm going to send some more theme park ideas through. Like I'm going to spend the next hour thinking of rides. <laughs> and I know you're serious about that, Dan, as well. I am honestly. That is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I can't stop thinking of them. I can't. Even I'm trying to talk now and finish off the pod. I'm just thinking of rides. It's hard. It's hard. Right, boys. Let's it's let's really do it. Right, focus. Focus. I feel like an actor. Just focus. Um, thanks for your time, boys. As always, Dan, thank you for coming on uh, for your special guest appearance. Good to have you back on. Nice to have someone who knows what they're what they're talking about. Um, oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm doing with the technology as well as my. <laughs> I didn't charge my laptop. My laptop ran out of battery halfway through. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry about that, mate. Don't worry. I was just going to take me an extra hour to edit. Um, I've thought of another ride. Oh God, go on. Oh, here we go. go on. <laughs> Bump of last. What a way to finish. Yeah. Great way to finish. Yes. Great way to finish. Yes. 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 Well done. Well done. Well done. I like that. Bump of last. What? That's so good. That's so good. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, AJ, Carl, thanks again for your excellent insight as always and good humor. Uh, we'll be back on Monday probably with the, the review pod. Hopefully we've won, we've won against Man United for the first time in, in forever. Uh, but, but thanks again for listening. Please do follow and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're on. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Villa Podcast or one word. Please follow Dan's dad on Twitter. No, don't. Please <laughs> at don't. Singing Villain Order. or one word. Uh, and follow all of us. Why not? Just enjoy it. Uh, uh, but yeah, thank you. And uh, up the villa. Up the villa. Up the villa. Up the villa. I love it. Manu bahut changa lagda.